0: Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight we want to give you a bridge for sale for free. A bridge, a historic Hayden Bridge right here in Springfield, Oregon, actually Lane County, Oregon, just outside of Springfield. Um, It's a beautiful bridge. It's been restored it's been purchased, and um, there's a really great story behind it, and we're going to have Julie and Chewie come on in just a minute and tell us about this bridge. But if you guys drive out Marcola Road and you look to the left when you go by the Riverview Market, there's this really cool old bridge right there. Well, that bridge is what we're going to talk to, to talk about tonight. They want to give it away, so we're going to talk about how that's going to work. But first, I want to bring on our sponsor, which is Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning, and this is Nick, the Priority One <laughs> Heating and Air Conditioning expert. How you doing, Nick? Doing good. How are you, Rick? I'm good. Hey, I thought this would be a great show for you guys to sponsor because I know your company's really into the community and all this. And uh, when you hear about a bridge that's out there that's free, um, you kind of want to know the story, don't
1: you? Right. And, you know, that's a bridge, you know, I drive past all the time. We do service out in that area. So it's, you know, a part of the community. And yeah, the story that you got going on, I'm interested to see how it goes. And, you know, hopefully this gets the message out to everyone and can make it happen.
0: So let my. what I want you to do a little bit, Nick, is I know this is we're getting into fall. People don't understand that heating, especially heating and air conditioning systems, they, they operate differently. And there's things we need to be doing to get ready because the worst thing to happen that has happened to me in the fall uh, or in the winter when we get one of those ice storms. And that's when my that's when my, my heat pump goes out <laughs> Our needs, or freezes up or needs help. So what, what should people be doing right now?
1: Uh, so for me is always sticking with the basics, you know, we're in the transition period from summer to some cooler weather. Uh, you know, this summer, unfortunately, again, we've had to deal with some fires and smoke, you know, that air quality gets in your filters. Uh, so for me, always the first thing is get those filters changed out. Uh, whether you have a disposable, replaceable one that you need to change or it's a washable one, uh, get the easy stuff taken care of, you know, okay. get them handled, uh, kind of the next step, you know, going through making sure everything's maintained and ready to go for that, you know, heating season there. Uh, you wouldn't go on a big road trip without checking your car first. Hey, you want to be ready for, you know, the winter time? have things checked through, you know, have a maintenance done, make sure everything's ready to go. Uh, you know, as far as any different changes going from season to season, um, you know, a lot of it operates kind of the same way. I would say some common uh, issues we run into where people first start calling in, you, know, you have a uh, gas furnace and first time you turn on for the year and you how it smells, you know, like something's burning, you know, smoke and something's wrong. Uh, that's a very common call we get. And a lot of times it's just dust accumulation. It's nothing that's really wrong, but it's definitely alarming. You said you smell smoke, you smell something burning. Uh, you know, that's a pretty common call that we get. That's not necessarily something wrong, but it definitely you know, scares people when they first go through and do that.
0: Well, is it the best thing to do? Because you guys have a program that we, we do that you come out every, you you do a regular maintenance. Yeah. So you're kind of checking it out and making sure that everything's working, so I don't have to sit and worry about it.
1: Right, right. And I always love to make that analogy with the car on the road trip. You know, hey, you're getting into that prime time. It's going to take a lot of you know, work. It's going to be busy going through, and that system's going to be running. You know, have everything checked out. You know our guys and the service they provide, they're all trained up to go through and make sure that things go through and work, you know, through that season and keeps your family comfortable. All right. So how do they get a
0: hold of you guys at Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning?
1: So we have a couple of different methods. Easiest, you know, calling through on our phone, uh, 541-689-1004. Uh, our website is also a good resource at PriorityOneHeating.com. Uh, there you can find specials we have going on. You can uh, chat with one of our uh, uh, customer service specialists online there. Uh, so we're really easy to get a hold of, you know, whether you okay. want to call in, reach out through you know, our website there, really easy to get a hold of someone here.
0: Do you guys offer discounts from our local electric companies?
1: So yes, there are different incentive programs that go on uh, through different utility companies. Uh, so different utility companies have different specials and programs that are going on. Uh, There's actually one that just came out that I'd like to talk about uh, here a little later, but with eWeb, SUB, they all have different rebate programs going on. Uh, Each home is different on what you have and what different people qualify for. Uh, So if you have questions on that, I would suggest calling in, um, you know, talking to one of our comfort advisors. They can go through on what system you have, what you qualify for that can potentially get you some rebates. And so, yes, there's discounts going on. The bigger one that's come out is more for the uh, Cottage Grove and Creswell area. Uh, They put on a, uh, it's actually a $2,500 rebate. You know, all you have to do is go through and purchase and install a uh, high efficient gas furnace and you get a rebate for $2,500 on that installation there. So that's a, uh, that's a huge, you know, rebate that they have going on for that area. So. Uh, that's definitely something that, if you're in that area and interested in, to speak with one of our comfort advisors, and they can get you all the details and get that going.
0: Nick says he bought one from you guys. Very professional, and he got a discount through eWeb. Yeah, so, yeah. That's another Nick. All the Nicks
1: hang out. Hang <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners Communicate. <laughs>
0: thank you for doing that, and also thank you for sponsoring our show because we love getting information out like this, and we can't do it without people like you.
1: Yeah, no problem. Like I said, I'm glad and uh, to be a part of it and to see where this goes. And you got an interesting story, so I'm excited to hear how it goes.
0: All right, buddy. Thank you. See you later.
1: Thanks, Rick.
0: All right, you guys. So let me show you first a couple of pictures, and I'm going to bring on our guests. But look at this. Um, this is the this is the Hayden the historic Hayden Street ri- or bridge right there, and it's been restored. And I'm going to show you a picture of that is right off of that Sparkola Road. And um, I think Chewy will tell us in a minute, but I think there's some property right near it, too. There's a little property that goes with that bridge. And then you just walk around here and it's a super cool uh, structure. And I have never noticed how beautiful it is until I really started taking videos of it. And then you see, I mean, look at this structure. That's why they saved it. Working Bridges saves things like this because it's it's so worth it. And then now they put all those planks in, and then the stuff on the side. You see the uh,
1: the railings. They put that railing
0: in as well. Um, and so they've done all this work on it. And you can go out there and stand. You can have a picnic lunch out there on the on the bridge. And then I want to show you one more picture. I'm going to add this one to the stream. Look at that. It's just. And I want to. You you got to see this. This is what happens all the time when I drive by. There's a father's son right there and they're out there with a camera and he's teaching his kid how to take some pictures because it's such a beautiful sight out there. So um, really cool thing. Chewy, this is Chewy. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Nobody, how are you nobody, doing, Rick? Nobody's going to know who you are if I call you John because you're, you're Chewy, man. You are the guy. And, <laughs> and I think Julie is here, but it looks a little dark, but I'm going to bring her in here. Julie?
2: I'm in a car traveling. I'm here. Oh, my God. Better if I'm dark, right?
0: Now, <laughs> now this is live video. I mean, she's mm-hmm. in a car trap. Where are you?
2: I just flew into Detroit, Motor City.
0: And you live where?
2: I live near Lansing now
0: in Michigan. Okay. So, work in Bridges is all about buying these old, wonderful pieces of art and structural art and, uh, and then giving them back to a community. Kind of tell people a little bit about that.
2: Well, we started in 2009 when my bridge fell down into the North Skunk River. And the guys at the coffee shop called me and said, what are you going to (laughs) do? So it was up to me. And we started a nonprofit. We saved our bridge. It's in Delaware now. Um, and, And we tried to save other ones. It's not very easy, though. This is not an easy thing to do. And um, But all good things are good, right?
0: Right. So what did you see in this bridge that maybe those of us who pass by it all the time didn't really notice?
2: Well, it is perhaps one of the top 10 bridges in the United States. It is a Whipple, uh, a truss bridge that's made of cast iron parts out of Pennsylvania, and it was sent to the um, Intercontinental Railroad near Corrin, Utah, over the Black River in 1876 or so, and they took it down in 1896, and it came back into Oregon in 1901, thereabouts.
0: And that was the bridge that all the lumber used to come from the Wendling Mill up, uh, up Marcola, to, to bring it down to the mills, or to, from the log yards up there, to bring it down to the mills to, to get it all ready for people to build homes with. Well, or to build
2: railroad ties—that's what they were doing. They were still wow. building railroads, and that's what they were
0: bringing out of the timber up, up the valley there. So, Julie, how did you get involved in all this? it's all, it's all Julie's fault. <laughs> Everything's Julie's fault. Um,
3: Julie and I ran into each other one time, kind of have this old connection surreptitiously through uh, a past life in the eighties. And we just started talking. And I have been around this area for almost 40 years. And we started talking and I, I used to run the Sasquatch Brew Festival in Eugene. That's how And I, know,
0: yeah.
3: and I did the country fair. I was on, I did the country fair for 35 years. I was on the board of directors there for 10 years and julie just talked to me and i ended up kind of helping out and then taking over when julie asked me to be a local representative just because i know a lot of people
0: right and just so you guys know the reason john's name is chewy if you have to (laughs) If you need me to explain it to you, then you are really, really out of it. You have never watched a Star Wars movie in your life. So, Julie, tell me the the problem. is. So you guys restored the bridge and you're trying to give it away. You never wanted to keep it. This is something you wanted to restore for the community and because of the bridge, because you love bridges. But you want to give it. What's the problem?
2: Well, there's never been any area in the world that hasn't wanted their bridge to be owned by the locals. And so this really surprised me. What I think it is Rick, is that Oregon is really organized with the, the action committees. So you don't have the same kind of grassroots stuff going on in other parts of the country because it's all gone into committees where it's being worked on. And I think that's where it stops. Um, it also is location between the county and the city. And and it's also a risk factors.
0: Right. So you've tried to give it to the city, but it's outside the city limits.
2: Well, barely. Part of it is in the city limits in their zone, right? So it's, it really is Springfield. I'm sorry.
0: How, <laughs> it's much, all Springfield. how much acreage is with it? We
2: have 1.13 acres almost right isn't that on both sides all we have is is the railroad area okay but the land issues are the biggest problems and they go back to 1962 they were not discovered in the title search but it appears like there was a big mess up when that camp creek road came in with land and our neighbor gary sandgate
0: so, Chewy, what's the hangup? And in, in, as you you know all this kind of too, as well as Julie. So how, how, what, I mean, you've tried to get like Willamette Lane or the city or the county to develop, take the park and say, hey, let's do something with this. And it's just kind of falling flat.
3: What has been my experience in the last couple of years since I've been involved in it is, as Julie said, part of the right of way. Which is the rail bed. And I believe it's, according to the maps that I have that I got from Elcog, it's 1.73 acres and it runs from um, um, Hayden Bridge Road, which is where the boat landing is on the uh, west bank of the Mackenzie. It runs from there to Old Mohawk Road and it's the old railroad. And it's 35 feet wide, it's 1.73 acres, and what is going on is nobody wants to take responsibility for it, or or ownership of it, because there is a lot of, I'll call it flummoxed um, land use issues that happened when Warehouser gave up this property to um, North Skunk River uh, Working Bridges. I'm not going to go into North Skunk River, but to Working Bridges. And so part of the thing is in Springfield. The bridge itself is outside of the UGB of Springfield. The county doesn't want it because there's some property around it that has been arbitrarily just people put fences up and I don't know who did it and you can ask 10 people and you're going to get 10 different answers I have gone out there and surveyed it myself it doesn't make any sense to me Um, the, the, the major issue is that we want the community involved in this not as adversaries but is partners right and the and the community stepping in to help out and take this bridge because it's just something is a it's a community asset. It's not a community nightmare. And we I've been trying working with people for a couple of years. And eweb has some right of ways. Warehouser And as uh, Julie just mentioned, Gary Sange, there's some serious issues there that go back to when the railroad bed was originally deeded to um, Booth Kelly, and Booth Kelly owned this railroad bed at one time, and they brought the lumber down from Marcola and it was from camp one. It wasn't from the Wendling. Wendling oh, okay. was the logging uh, stat place, but they stacked all the logs at camp one, which is basically where the Marcola Grange is.
0: So and Julie, and, and, and Julie is one of the big issues too. all the people that jump off the bridge that that's, there's a liability that people are worried about the liability of that. Is that a problem?
2: Well, for me, if they want liability, they own the bridge. So the entitlement is shocking, Rick. That's my problem. It's just shocking. What and it's generational. And what it's, do you mean? What do you mean? Entitlement? The entitlement of the jumpers, of the people that think they own the bridge and that they can do whatever they want there because it had been so abandoned for so long, you know, even your old mayor jumped off it. This is generational. People jumped off that bridge. It's a great watering hole, but it's 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 not theirs. And 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 Chewy has run into more situations in trying to help control that than I would have ever thought out of Oregon people. But not out of people in the USA right now who are so entitled that you get to do whatever you want whenever
0: you want to. So you own the bridge and and you put up signs and say don't jump off it and those people that are doing it are really trespassing and absolutely and they're not listening because it's, they think it's theirs and by thinking it's theirs I'm just going to add some words here you're keeping it from getting developed and saved because if this doesn't get somebody doesn't take it you're going to have to rip that the work that you've done do you have to take those boards off there and shut it down
2: Well that is one option you know I don't know any other way to you know, leave it as a monument to the community. Our other option is just not to pay taxes on it and let the county get it in three years. That's an option. Because what What are our other options? I mean, we talked to these people. They would never let me go to a county board meeting, Rick, because I couldn't get two commissioners to to put me on their meeting schedule. I'd have to show up for three minutes in front of a board meeting if I was going to talk to them. Now, and Pete Sorensen in the past was very helpful, but he wasn't the Springfield person, right?
0: So, so here's because you can dream about this. There's if everybody could get together. There's just a little bit of eWeb land there. There's that old uh, warehouser fish. Place right there oh nobody a... talks about that rick we oh, don't, don't a... talk about that we don't oh, well i did a story somewhere. on it so i can talk all about it and plus <laughs> on my show i get in trouble anyway so it's just doesn't... Oh, I,
2: oh i know but they don't talk about it because it's it it was supposed to have been taken out if it wasn't used so Warehouser or whoever owned it once they stopped using it did not remove it so it now it just sits there without anyone taking control
0: Cause how many acres is right there between eweb and warehouser and you? Do you know? I mean about. Between Oh, e- on we-
2: both sides of the river? Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. no. I, uh-huh. well,
3: I can tell you this. There is approximately between there's a a road that comes off Old Mohawk Road that's I call it a stem road. Yeah. Gary Sangeith calls it a trespass road. Um, but it goes from Old Mohawk to the river. Where basically the Mohawk River conjoins with the Mark with the Mackenzie, um, and between that and our property, there is approximately seven acres. Okay, and it's
0: all fenced off. So somebody could, if we could get this thing working together in the community, you could have a seven-acre park with an amphitheater and bring food carts in there on the weekends or something and have a beautiful place as you could have concerts and things like that going on for people. And it would be close enough to the country or the town that it's just outside the country. Oh my gosh. It's so silly that this is sitting here and that everybody's kind of covering their ass. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, everybody's just, nobody wants to deal with it. And then just, then if you had someone like that own it, maybe there'd be more ways to manage the, the people yeah, but it really is our responsibility of course there
2: are more ways if it is a public park then it gets treated like a public park right yeah. i can't be out there enough Chewy can't be there enough it's wide open we want people to go there and enjoy the views my god it is one of the most special places in this country is that view of that river So and julie, i will
0: tell me this I, julie have you you do this all over the country so have you ever run into anything like this um, except here in Oregon?
2: Not like this. No. Everywhere else, if I said I was going to own the bridge, they'd say, no, you won't. That's our bridge. Most people say, that's our bridge. You can't have it.
0: And you want that. You don't want to have I do it.
2: want that. Yeah, I do.
0: You fixed it. I because thought that would happen in
2: Oregon. And I was so... Shocked by, again, it goes back to all the action committees and everybody's, you know, they're waiting, they're waiting on these committees to do that. So the grassroots doesn't have to organize the same way as other places.
0: Right. Well, here we have to talk about things over and over until it doesn't happen. Chewy, where do you (laughs) see... You know, where do you see that, that we, we, in Oregon, we put obstacles in the way rather than removing things and saying, how do we get things done? Instead, we find out why does, why, that's why it wouldn't work. That's all the reasons it won't work rather than how will it work. And that's, it's just enough to drive you insane. I mean, I, oh, it's just like a bang, bang. I've been, I've been covering this kind of stuff for 30 years in news. Um, and it's just, it is, we are we ask so many questions on some things and we don't ask any questions on others. And it is maddening. Absolutely.
2: Oh, they were happy when I took over. They didn't have to handle it anymore. But so here's some new news. We're here at the end of the year. We have had a young um, Lane college student step up and wanting to know more about the history and do to do a, a landmark. He, He's called everybody that Chewy has called, that I have called. So he's poking around the bushes again from a young person standpoint. There are a couple ways out of this. We could make it a club. We could start a nonprofit that is a club with dues that, would, that everybody then is an owner of that bridge, right? There,
0: yeah.
2: There's a couple ways. We could start a new nonprofit in Oregon and try to build that up. But we need more than just a couple of us. Right. It's not going to happen without your whole community on Camp Creek and up Marcola and out the Valley and in Springfield and everywhere to recognize what you have. So And is... cherish it.
0: Do you know, you who know who... it was
2: the opening credits of Shenandoah was filmed from that bridge.
0: Oh, he dug deeper. Okay. So he found out you're in there yelling at it. Yeah. Matt Kendall's a local realtor. He's a real good guy. And he just found out. Yeah. Julie has it. So how do we, It'd be just great if some. I had some nonprofits write me today and going, how you know how does this work? I said, well, watch tonight because I really don't know. That's why we're having a show so people can talk about it. But um, could a nonprofit take that on? Please,
2: please, Please. like
0: like Mothers Against Drunk Driving or some organization and create something out of that. We were going to give
2: it to BLM at one point.
3: I, I yeah, Black Lives Matter. I was in negotiations with them. I have talked to several nonprofits in the area nobody wants to take on the issues around it which are mostly as Julie referred to before they're land use issues right. they're not you know and the problem is nobody will own you said warehouser fish ladder that fish, thing was originally built by Weyerhaeuser. They sold it to another company called Ortho Ortho Gill or Ortho Kill and they are the people who last owned it. I called um, OWEB, Oregon Water Enhancement Board, to ask about it. I've called US our Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. Nobody will claim that bunker and that bunker I call it a bunker because it's where they would pump the fish from across Old Mohawk Road down into that. They would pump water in off the Mackenzie to get the fish to temperature, and then they would release them. It was a fish hatchery, in effect. It was a fish hatchery. I did
0: a story on it.
3: I mean, yeah,
0: it came to town. Yeah and,
3: yeah, and so so here we are, and you, I challenge you to find out who, in fact, owns it, because I have asked... I've talked to Eweb, I've talked to warehouseer, everybody and I'm like, okay, so nobody owns it. The interesting thing to me is that part of the right of way of the railroad goes over the top of it. So I have no idea how that thing was ever put in there because it's actually the bridge, one of the actual struts of the bridge is sitting just off the corner of it and they had to pour that bunker underneath the bridge. And as Julie was talking about the entitlement part, I've been hit in the head by kids out there with rocks. I mean, and somebody decided that he was going to, you know, tell me whatever he thought he could tell me. And then he threw a rock and he hit me in the head and that didn't go well for him. I mean, I, you know, and he called his mommy and she came down and I called the sheriff and those people are trespassed forever. Then you know what? Don't this doesn't need to be problematic. What it needs is solutions, Rick. And I think you really hit that on the nail on the head. In Oregon, people want to tell you why it can't happen, right. not how it can happen. Right. And what we need is how it can happen.
0: Right. Cause this is and em- honestly
2: it's done. It's done. The bridge you, is done.
0: You did you all know? the work. Julie put it.
2: 150 grand into it and and you know, I did a lot of the work. Um, we hired the specialist, you know. It wasn't that hard. It wasn't a typical
0: bridge restoration because the bridge didn't need restored. <laughs> so 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 you did all this work. Uh, you do this thing. And then the hardest part is getting Oregonians to take something for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it great? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, how insane is that? Well, maybe Matt Kendall, he has access to records. Matt, if you could find out who owns that property, um, and then we could get you involved with Chewy because he's here locally, um, or anybody else out there that wants to do something like this, um, can, maybe people, maybe you could put some pressure um, viewers – on the county commissioners to say hey we need to we need to hear about this we need got to have somebody uh, have this is ridiculous and you know what that i would, would I, do, could be a beautiful you part go, you guys should go to all the people who are running for springfield county commissioner because we got an election year coming up all of a sudden everybody's listening so the springfield yes. and also the mckenzie valley where i am and find out who those people are and go to them and while they're running and start putting some pressure on and saying, hey, here's this thing. And, and then when they bring up all the things that can't happen, um, maybe we start changing that conversation here in Oregon. Instead of looking at wise things, if you guys got my parents always told me, Rick, quit looking at why it won't work. My business coach says, would you change the story and start looking at what is possible? And that's when things open up. And we need to stop. You know, we have this.
2: plans for that park that were done by a landscape architect in Eugene. And it's a beautiful potential park for people. You have to understand it would have a playground for children that isn't available right there. Yep. You know, you've got the lovely people at the market just across the Riverview Market. They were always there for me. Shout out to Rhonda.
0: Well, um, and, then, and, and then we got the Child Center right there where yeah. kids, some of the most mistreated children in our in our community are there and they could go over there and enjoy this park and all the neighbors from marcola from springfield from eugene could come out to a concert and spend time out there um i go stand on the bridge and just look out at the water and it's the most relaxing place this is absolutely insane
3: insanity seems to be the the uh paramount the paramount ideal here and you know, I'm just going to say this: that that bridge is something that is such a community asset. I know people who grew up out in Thurston who literally went to that bridge. And they never jumped off it. They never did that. They went down and they swam underneath it. Yeah. I have gone down there and cleaned up garbage myself. There's people from eWeb who literally go down there and clean up trash, and. We're trying to do something,
2: and we shout "good" when there's only one or two needles, right? Right. Yay! Good
3: job. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it. There's such an asset here that you know all somebody has to do. And you know, I'm I'm watching um, Matt Kendall's Matt Kendall. My phone number you can get from Rick.
1: Yeah, call me
3: because I I i I'm watching the conversation the your comments uh-huh. you are absolutely right and what you're missing is the backstory and you're looking at the records you're talking you're looking up Lane county Lane County is um, Jane Burgess who used to be at Lane County is my cousin and I t- <laughs> that was one of the best conversations I ever had just before she retired. And, you know, there's a whole lot here that's for the community. Rick, you've brought up several times the amphitheater idea. That's something that we've been floating since Julie and I first talked about this. And, you know, there is um, 3.65 acres that are right next to it that are a natural amphitheater that sit up against the back of that fish hatchery. Yeah, and they've been there. It's fenced off and nobody, not one person will tell me who owns that 3.63 acres. Well, that's it, the
0: job. we have to find out. Somebody yeah, it, needs to help us find who owns that.
3: Well, and Matt may be the person. And Matt, if you give me a call or anybody gives me a call, I'll tell you what I know. And I know a little bit different things than Julie does. And Julie has the whole history. I had the last three years being involved. And just to whoever spoke about Jay Swofford, he does have the full accurate history
2: of this bridge. And we could go ahead and, and do a, a National Historic Register um, listing for it. It could be a landmark. You know, those are things that could happen.
0: But, so, but you just want the community to buck up and take it and go do all that stuff itself and and let us have the pride. It's our bridge. It's not yours. I mean, you bought it to give to us, you know. Well,
2: I've thought about moving an RV out on it and just saying, okay, it's mine. How do you like that?
0: (laughs) Well, Chewy and Julie, thank you so much for being here and talking so openly about this. And first, Julie, thank you for seeing the value in something historic like that, because I just want to think about all... The, the the guys and the women um, whose lives depended on that bridge to get things over. And, and I wish I had the old pictures. I couldn't find them, but if you guys it see. Settled the old
2: pictures- the, well, the Hayden bridge page on Facebook has all the old pictures that Jay Swafford has given us and other people in the community. So that's a good repository of the history that we've found. Kim Mast and Jay, they would all have worked with us to build up the marketing and the story and everything. But, we can't do it until the community is really a part of it.
0: So okay, you guys, We'll help you. out
2: however we can.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate your time, both of you, okay? All right. Thank take you, care, Rick. Chewy, if, if you guys want to put any information, Julie, also go in the comment section. You can write things how people can get to those pages and stuff, and, it, and they'll see it, because it'll go to everybody that's watching, okay?
2: Thank you. And you have such you, – you know, we can send out a press release to anybody, but you're our – you're hitting our target market.
0: Right. It's my neighbor. I care about that. It's and I, the neighborhood. I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I like old things, you know. I'm old. Hey, Bridget, like
2: old Would you like to buy a bridge, Rick? It's a buck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll take that bridge. Yeah, there we awesome. go. Awesome.
2: You heard him, Chewy.
0: I did. I'll, I'll be in touch, Rick. <laughs> we'll help you. You know, I'm going right. ch- to change the name. It's going to be the Get Real Hayden Bridge. <laughs> See All you guys right. guys later. Be well. All right, you too, buddy. Nice seeing you. Oh, you guys, is that crazy? That is so Oregon. You guys, we have to change that. Oh my God, I mean, I have never thought about it that way um, to articulate it. That just kind of came out. But we are we're a state that is becoming more about what we can't do than what we can do, and we have to stop that. I think we're depending too much on government on 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 public opinion on what people think. It's like, this is a simple thing. A woman and, and her organization cares about a bridge. They buy it. They fix it up. And now they want to give it to us. And we're going, well, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It might it might fall down. Or it doesn't belong on our property. It's on their property. And oh, God, come on. This is such bullshit. Oh God, <laughs> You know, no wonder nothing gets done here. You know, no wonder we're all sitting here with our hands under our under our ass and doing nothing. Come on. Get off your dead ass and take the free bridge. God. <laughs> you know, Lane County commissioners, get the girl on the boat on there, the woman, whatever. Get her on there. Get Chewy in there talking to you. Find out what's going on. You've got a beautiful park you could be using. And you don't have to spend any money. I bet we can even find people that'll do it for free. What we need is you to get out of the fucking way. (laughs) So so that's what you need to do. (laughs) Just get out of the fucking way. (laughs) I knew you'd like that, Chewy. All right, you guys, have a good night. We want to thank Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning for sponsoring our show. Um, This was good. This is like community conversation. Share this on your pages um, and you can title it What the hell is going on? (laughs) Have a good night. I'm going to give you one more just just to kind of add it to this thing. Look at that. Look at that beautiful thing. The artwork that goes into this. i got to show you something. Here's another one. This is the one I really love. Did I get more of that? No. Okay, but where, where is the? Here, here. Maybe this is the shot. I want to, yeah, here. Look at that. Right there. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Dang, here, I know how to do this. I'm a professional. Look, right here. That's the money shot right there. See that intricate design up on the top there? It has the words of the company that made it. And look at the design on that bridge. And that's something we're just gonna let sit there and rot? No, not acceptable. Well, thanks for watching. Uh, Tomorrow night, we will be here with um, Veterans Legacy um, a really cool organization in town that helps homeless uh, veterans uh, find a place, get their lives back together. And the way they do that is uh, by taking them out to the Alma Work Camp. And they've just joined forces with another agency in town that does the same thing. So we'll find out tomorrow how all this is gonna work, but we're gonna get our homeless veterans off the street and get them the help that they need. Because no, it is so bad that we allow veterans to live like that. What's really weird is that the city of Eugene owns that Hayden Bridge boat ramp. Looks like a whole lot of bureaucracy. And therein lies the problem. (laughs) Your government digging its heels in and dragging the bodies with it. (laughs) Have a good night. Oh, brother i